Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And good afternoon. I'm Anthony Weiner and thank you for meeting me in the middle sometime every Saturday at 2 o'clock when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right and we try to bring some context to the news of the week or maybe a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. It's so great to have you along and this is a gray day in New York City. hope it's a little sunnier where you're listening from. Here on 77 WABC Radio, we have the most powerful radio signal in the nation. We'll be here till 4 o'clock and then Curtis Lee will comes in for left versus right. If you can't hear us on terrestrial radio, wabcradio.com. We're heard in 670 countries, seven planets. <laughs> We're heard far and wide. We hope uh, you have a chance to spend some time with us today. So it has been a very, very rough week. If you are someone like me who is um, is Jewish, was in public life, dealing with these issues a lot, has a lot of friends and neighbors who kind of are active in these issues. There's just the phones have been burning up and people have been praying with one another and watching intently. But for me, it has gotten, frankly, a little bit overwhelming. You know, I, social media is a complete cesspool right now. Watching some of the images on TV, you're trying to walk this line of staying connected with it, but not being too, not getting, you know, it's not letting it make you crazy. And it has been tough, but for someone who has a show called The Middle, there's also been a great deal this week to really hearten me, to make me feel a lot better about things. You know, last week as this terrorism was underway, the rockets were falling when we were on the air last week. I try to explain the history a little bit. Um, and I talked a little bit in that history. And I got a couple of things wrong. I got one thing in, pretty important wrong I when I was talking about this whole idea that Gaza – when they talk about Gaza and the refugees, I confla- confused. I said that Gaza was part, formerly part of Jordan. I meant to say Gaza was formerly part of Egypt and the West Bank was formerly part of Jordan. But putting that aside, um, I really do believe that this week the people that matter the most rose to the occasion. President Biden spoke for our nation and he organized a lot of the other Western countries who spoke clearly, our Secretary of State was not only crystal clear in the things that he said on the world stage, but spoke not only as an American, but as a Jew in a way that I think, you know, made me very proud. In Congress, you know, which has been, you know, having a lot of crap going on down there and they're at each other's throat, over 400 of the 435 members of the House of Representatives signed on to a resolution, the McCall-Meeks resolution in support of, of Israel, and the unconditional condemnation of Hamas. And a lot of Republicans took a break from criticizing everything Joe Biden does to acknowledge what the world saw, that after he had spent 
like decades in Congress, being one of the foremost supporters of Israel, that Joe Biden understood this was a moment for unflinching support of Israel. And the poll showed that enormous, you know, 80 percent in one poll had, you know, pulled together essentially defending Israel, defending her rights, solidarity with her. You know, while the I'm proud of our country, I'm proud of our leaders, I'm proud of so many of my Jewish brothers and sisters in Eretz Israel. You know, this is what Joe Biden said. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories of the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself and respond to the attack. There is no justification for terrorism. There is no excuse He went on to say Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's rights to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. And that's exactly right. You know, I'm proud of our, the way our two countries responded. One, the, you know, we're the oldest democracy and they're the only democracy in that part of the world. And people stood up. I mean, it really was a moment where you could turn on the TV and make yourself kind of nuts, but when the people that mattered, the important people, the people that make decisions, the people that represent us in the broadest sense of the word, when they had a chance to speak on the world stage for the whole world to hear, they were saying the right things. Tony Blinken, two days, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, two days after the rockets had done falling in the Efforts by the Israelis to retake the country were now basically complete and they were beginning their counteroffensive. He went and visited and represented our country. This is a little bit of what he had to say. The people of Israel have long and rightly prided themselves on their self-reliance. Thank you. Israel have long and rightly prided themselves on their self-reliance, on their ability to defend themselves, even when the odds were stacked against them. The message that I bring to Israel is this. You may be strong enough on your own to defend yourself, but as long as America exists, you will never, ever have to. We will always be there by your side. Here in Israel and everywhere, we will reaffirm the crystal clear warning that President Biden issued yesterday to any adversary, state or non-state, thinking of taking advantage of the current crisis to attack Israel. Don't. The United States has Israel's back. Amen. It's about as clear as you can get. And Bibi Netanyahu, who, for those of you who haven't been following what goes on in Israel as closely as perhaps things that go on here or other places, Bibi Netanyahu is, I think they had five elections in six years because it was very difficult to put a coalition together. And when he finally did, took up some very controversial measures to reorganize the judiciary, essentially end judicial review of some things. He is himself under indictment. He had put together a coalition government that was barely hanging on. And he is going to face some recriminations down the road. But in a way that we did in September after September 11th rallied around George W. Bush, Israel has now put together a coalition emergency government. 
and he is speaking for Israel and saying thanks to us. Tony, my friend, I say to you, I say to all of us, there will be many difficult days ahead. But I have no doubt that the forces of civilization will win. And the reason that's true is because we understand what is the first prerequisite of victory. It's what you just said in our meeting. Moral clarity. This is a time, a particular time, a special time, that we must stand tall, proud, and united against evil. Tony, you are taking that stand. America is taking that stand. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, America, for standing with Israel today, tomorrow, and always. So that's uh, Bibi Netanyahu um, speaking, I think it was on Wednesday. And it is it is true. And that's also been true to the eternal credit of our country that overwhelmingly people left and right have said, listen, we disagree on a lot of things and we look for ways to get political hay out of just about anything. 